The Bible Study Podcast, episode 443. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 17. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. You may remember at the end of chapter 16, Jesus was talking to the disciples, and we had Peter's confession, and then we had Peter's rebuke. And in the middle of that, he said that some of you will not die until you see the Son of Man come in his glory, which is useful to know because today we're talking about the transfiguration. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down on the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. Now, it's interesting that Matthew put this story, well, obviously, he's trying to do it chronologically, but he mentions this story right after he mentions the other story where Jesus says that some of you will see me in my glory. It would be easy to interpret that as that I will come again before some of you die, which didn't happen. But I think that he's talking about the transfiguration. That's always how I've interpreted that, and I think that's a fairly common interpretation. But There's this odd story here in the midst of Matthew where Jesus goes and has a little away time, a little mountaintop time, a little retreat, not just with Peter, James, and John, the three apostles, the three disciples that he's probably closest to, but also with Moses and Elijah. Moses being the lawgiver, probably one of the most important people mentioned in the Old Testament, who, of course, his grave was never known. Remember, Moses is seeing the promised land, and then they have to leave him outside. I've stood on that mountain in Jordan, in the current country of Jordan, where you can see Israel across the Dead Sea, and Moses stood there but wasn't allowed to go in. And Elijah also was caught up in the chariot of fire, And so, again, didn't die in the normal fashion or didn't die. And Elisha, the other prophet, was allowed to see him go up into heaven. Well, now they've done a return trip here, and they're talking with Jesus. And it's interesting that Mark's gospel says, as Peter is saying here, hey, let's build some shelters, that he didn't know what he was talking about. He didn't know what to say. Matthew gives Peter the benefit of the doubt. Mark is probably Peter's gospel. Mark traveled, we believe, with Peter for a while. So when Mark says Peter didn't know what he was saying, he's probably saying what he heard Peter tell him. And so Peter doesn't really know what's going on. I wish Peter instead had took some dictation and found out what Jesus and Moses and Elijah were talking about. But most likely what they were talking about was the last thing that Jesus talked about in chapter 16, which was, okay, now I'm heading to Jerusalem, and I'm going to be turned over to the chief priests and the elders, and I'm going to be crucified. You have to pick, You have to take up your cross and follow me. Most likely, that's what they're talking about here, and maybe Peter just didn't get it, because they were having trouble getting that message until after Easter. 
But we don't know. They did not record that conversation. Maybe it was held in whispers. Maybe they were just in such shock that Jesus is now glowing at them. His face is shining like the sun. Every time they think they know Jesus, in just the last chapter, Peter said, I understand who you are. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. Well, here he gets to see just briefly what that means. Just briefly, the glory, the shining glory of God. Now, Moses is here. Moses has seen that. You may remember that when Moses was in the Sinai and he had gone up to receive the Ten Commandments and the law, he said, let me see your face. He said, you can't see my face or you'll die. But he allows him to see his back. And when he comes down, people say, your face is shining so much from being in the shining presence of God, the Shekinah, that we can't look on you. And they forced him to wear, or they asked him to wear a veil so that they wouldn't have to look on the shining, reflected glory of God in Moses. Well, now Peter, James, and John are seeing not the reflected glory, but the glory of the Son of God. And they are terrified. And as if that weren't terrifying enough, this voice comes out of a bright cloud and says, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. None of this news. We already talked about just last chapter that this is the Son of God. But now they're coming into contact with what that means. That who God is and the glory and the glory of God and the power of God and the majesty of God as expressed from the cloud, but also as embodied in Jesus, his son. Then they do the most appropriate thing. They fall face down on the ground, terrified. Remember, Moses wanted to see the face of God and said, you can't see the face of God and live because we are imperfect people. We are sinful people, and it's almost as if without that refiner's fire, that impurity in us would burn up and would burn us up. It's like that, and that's what they're coming face to face with. It's not until we have been purified through what Christ will do, what he is looking forward to, well, what he is looking ahead to, not that he's looking forward to, in Jerusalem, what he will do on Good Friday, until then we can't as Paul would say, come boldly before the throne of grace. We can't be in the presence of God because we are sinful and unclean. But God loves us so much that he's got this plan. And I think that's what Jesus and Moses and Elijah are talking about because all of the, what they talked about, all of the law, all of the prophets was heading to this day. All of the sacrifices weren't because the sacrifices of sheep or goats were enough or bulls, but because they pointed to a greater sacrifice that would be made. We continue on. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The disciples asked him, why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come. And they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. So Jesus tells them, 
two things. One, don't tell anybody. And two, by the way, I'm going to be raised from the dead, which implies three, I'm going to be dead. Now, he's told them that before, but, you know, this is a message that doesn't sink in the first time. And I don't think they get it this time either, but I think they remember it later on. And so they have this question, which is, we just saw Elijah. Wasn't Elijah supposed to come first? And Jesus says he did. He did the Elijah that was talked about in the Old Testament when the prophets were saying that the that someone in the spirit of Elijah would come before the Messiah. That person did come. That person was John the Baptist. That person came preparing the way of the Lord. That person came, that prophet came, saying, make ready the paths because the king is coming. And they rejected him, and he suffered at their hands, and so Jesus will also. But that's part of the plan. That's what God intended. And that's what Moses and Jesus and Elijah, I think, were talking about. I don't know if it was just a course of getting some encouragement for that horrible day would come, because even if it's part of the plan, Jesus will sweat blood thinking about it between now and then, because it is not going to be easy. Doing the right thing is not always easy. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Pinterest, Instagram, or Twitter as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.